Kubla Khan's diplomatic offensive. Mongol armies arrive in Japan. Japan repels the Mongols. Now these would be the headlines if you lived in Korea and Japan around the year 1264. I'm Jack Lemoyne of History Moments at historyweblog.com. This podcast is for busy people on the go. Uh, short and tiny, teeny-witty, itsy-bitsy history break. The biggest events written by eyewitnesses or great writers or the best historians. Today's moment is by Marco Polo. All aboard! Of so great celebrity was the wealth of Japan that a desire was excited in the breast of the great Khan Kublai, now reigning to make the conquest of it and to annex it to his dominions. In order to effect this, he fitted out a numerous fleet and embarked a large body of troops under the command of two of his principal officers. The expedition sailed from the ports of Zaitan and Kinzai and crossed the intermediate sea, reaching the island in safety. But in consequence of a jealousy that arose between the two commanders, one of whom treated the plans of the other with contempt and resisted the execution of his orders, they were unable to gain possession of any city or fortified place with the exception of one only, which was carried by assault, the, gar the garrison having refused to surrender. Directions were given for, for putting the whole to the sword, and in obedience thereto the heads of all were cut off, excepting of eight persons who by the efficacy of a diabolical charm, consisting of a jewel or amulet, introduced into the right arm between the skin and the flesh, were rendered secure from the effects of iron, either to kill or wound. Upon this discovery being made, they were beaten with heavy wooden clubs and presently died. Ah. Now it happened after some time that a north wind began to blow with great force, and the ships of the Mongols, which lay near the shore of the island, were driven foul of each other. It was determined thereupon, in a council of the officers on board, that they ought to disengage themselves from the land, and accordingly, as soon as the troops were re-embarked, they stood out to sea. The gale, however, increased in to so violent a, a degree that the number of the vessels floundered. Foundered! That's how the word's pronounced. Foundered! The people belonging to them, by floating upon pieces of the wreck, saved themselves upon an island lying about four miles from the coast of Japan. Other ships, not being so near to the land, did not suffer from the storm, and in which the two chiefs were embarked, together with the principal officers, or those whose rank entitled them to command a hundred thousand or a unit of ten thousand men, directed their course homeward and returned to the great Khan. But those of the Mongols who remained upon the island where they were wrecked, and who amounted to about 30,000 men, finding themselves left without shipping, abandoned by their leaders, and having neither arms nor provisions, expected nothing less than to become captives or to perish, especially as the island afforded no habitations where they could take shelter and refresh themselves. As soon as the gale ceased, and the sea became smooth and calm, the people of the main island of Chicago, that is to say Japan, came over with a large force and numerous boats in order to make 
prisoners of these shipwrecked Mongols, and having landed, proceeded in search of them, but in a straggling, disorderly manner. The Mongols, on their part, acted with prudent circumspection, and being concealed from view by some high land in the center of the island, while the enemy was pursuing them in by one road, made a circuit of the coast by another, which brought them to the place where the fleet of boats were at anchor. Finding these all abandoned, but with their colors flying, they instantly seized them, and pushing off from the island, stood for the principal city of Japan, into which, from the appearance of the colors, they were suffered to enter unmolested. Here they found few of the inhabitants besides women, who they retained for their own use, and drove out all the others. When the king of Japan, apprised of what had taken place, he was much afflicted, and immediately gave directions for a strict blockade of the city, which was so effectual that not any person was suffered to enter or escape from it during the six months that the siege continued. At the end of this time, the Mongols, despairing of succor, surrendered upon the condition of their lives being spared. Now these events took course in the year 1264. The Grand Khan, having learned some years after that, uh, the unfortunate issue of the expedition was to be attributed to the dissension between the two commanders, caused the head of one of them to be cut off. The other he sent to the savage island of Zorza, where it is the custom to execute criminals in the following manner. They are wrapped round both arms in the hide of a buffalo, take, fresh taken from the beast, which is sewn tight. As it dries, it compresses the body to such a degree that the sufferer is incapable of moving or in any manner helping himself, and thus miserably perishes. And that is the way it was in Korea and Japan in around the year 1264. Want the rest of this story? Go to historyweblog.com. Click on the link Stories. They're in alphabetical order. Scroll down to Japan Repels the Mongols. Related stories are at oriental.historyweblog.com. Talk to you tomorrow.